the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Now it's time to think and discern. This is Bob Bernie Live. And welcome to the 5 o'clock hour, Bob Bernie Live. My telephone number is 877 Bob Live, 877. 877- 262-5483, and I would love to continue to honor veterans this hour. Uh, if you are serving in the military, please call. If you have served in the military, please call. If you have family members that are serving or have served, give us a call. Tell us your story. Tell us their story, and give us the privilege of thanking you or them and honoring you or them. Again, my number, 877-BOB-LIVE, 877-262-5483. Speaking of war, most of you realize that we are engaged in spiritual warfare. We are called soldiers of the cross. Paul encouraged us to be soldiers. We are encouraged in the Word of God to fight the good fight. The uh, military illustrations are all over the Old Testament, obviously, but in the New Testament as well. Why? Because we are in spiritual warfare. We are told to put on the whole armor of God. Uh, We're told that the enemy, the devil himself, will fire his weapons at us. And because we're involved in warfare, we're all to be united together in this purpose. But often we are not. I don't know that anybody would buy it, but I could write a book of personal experiences and 50 years of ministry of Christians who were complicit in the attacks of the devil. Christians. I've said this often in the last few years, and I believe it. The greatest enemy to the Church of Jesus Christ is not radical homosexuals. We spent a lot of time talking about the homosexual movement, the radicals, the whole gender movement, transgenderism, transsexualism, and all that. And we should. We should expose it. We should take a biblical position on marriage, gender, sexuality, and so forth. But folks, please, please, please listen to me. That is not the great enemy of the church. I spend a lot of time talking about liberal churches, 
liberal pastors, liberal preachers, liberal denominations, and how much harm they have done to the cause of Christ. And I will continue to do that. But that's not the greatest enemy of the church of Jesus Christ. It isn't. They aren't. Let me tell you the greatest enemy to the cause of Christ. Carnal Christians. Carnal, immature, self-absorbed, self-righteous, self-centered Christians. I'm talking about people that are born again. No Christ is Savior. Come to church on Sunday and sing, Oh, how I love Jesus, although we don't sing that much anymore. They may even raise their hands in worship. And they're as carnal as the day is long. That is the greatest threat to the church. Carnal Christians. I've asked this question, I don't know, dozens of times in the last several years. Uh, you know, I'll be preaching a message and I'll ask the question. All right, folks, how many of you know of a church that has been split wide open and destroyed by some radical homosexuals who came into the church just to cause disruption and they split the church wide open? How many of you know of a church where that's happened? I've asked that dozens of times in dozens of churches, small churches and big churches. One time, one person raised their hand. I guess I should have asked them the details. I didn't. But I've asked that question of literally thousands of people for several years. And one person has said, yeah, I I know that. Then my follow-up question. How many of you know of a church that has been split wide open and destroyed because of carnal Christians fighting with each other? Almost every hand is raised. And it's true. It's true. I personally don't know of any church that has been destroyed by a a bunch of radicals. I've seen some churches slowly drift to the left, but I could I could I could write a book. As I said, I don't know that anybody would buy it, but I could I could write a book about the people that I have seen, I have witnessed, I have known that have caused harm and damage to the cause of Christ and have destroyed the unity in a church. I have known of so many church splits, we call them, and none of them that I know of were about anything important. Nothing of eternal value. It was about something dumb, something unimportant, something selfish. And again, I, I could write a book. I have seen, I have been a part of business meetings in a church where people were yelling and screaming and shouting and calling each other names. Years ago, it's been quite a while ago, 
I was called by a church up in Tuscarawas County. I won't even give the name of the city. But I was uh, there was a church up there in a battle. Uh, there were the people who supported the pastor. There were the people who were opposed to the pastor. And both sides called me and said, we're going to have a business meeting and we're going to try to get this all settled. And uh, you've spoken here and uh, all of us respect you. And would you come up and moderate the meeting? I did. Boy, was I sorry. I drove up there and tried to keep these people from killing each other. Some of them were family members fighting with each other. They believe the pastor. We don't believe the pastor. The pastor is a wonderful, godly man. The pastor is a crook. We want the pastor gone. Oh, the pastor is the one that saved this church. Screaming, and I mean at the top of their lungs, pointing fingers, calling names. And I'm in the middle of this thing trying to say, uh, hey, folks, hey, let's let's stop the shouting. Let's can can we just can we calm down and act like brothers and sisters in Christ didn't do any good. And uh, the meeting went on for hours. I did my best to try to moderate it and keep some calm and objectivity. It didn't do any good. That church split wide open. The people who supported the pastor stayed. The people who didn't like the pastor left. And yeah, it was it was a mess. And that's not the only church business meeting that I've been a part of where carnality was so deep you could drown in the carnality. And they all thought that they were right and righteous and just in their cause. Now, why in the world did I go off on that tangent? (laughs) Because of an article that I have in my hand, and I'm coming up on a break, so I'll have to share it with you when I come back. But I bring this to your attention, folks. Because self-righteousness and carnality is the greatest enemy of the church of Christ. It's the people. It's us. I'll elaborate when we come back. Today's news, God's Word, and your thoughts. This is Bob Bernie Live. There is a clear pattern throughout Scripture. They aren't the problem. We are. The pagan and the heathen do what pagan and heathen do. That's, That's the way they are. They got a fallen nature, and pagan people act like pagans, heathen people act like heathen, unsaved, ungodly people act unsaved and ungodly. The real problem is us. That's why we love to quote Second Chronicles seven fourteen for national revival. Every day of prayer, every year, somebody always quotes Second Chronicles seven fourteen, and they should. 
But it says, if my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and turn from their wicked ways. God is, God is not saying if all those pagan heathens over there that are worshiping those idols, if they would just get right. No, he is talking about his own people. But you see, we are filled with pride and self-righteousness. It's not them. It's not me. It's them. I'll never forget this absolutely true story. I preached a message in a wonderful church that Joy and I have been to on many occasions from Ezekiel 16, and I called the message The Sin of Sodom. And in Ezekiel 16, there is actually a list of all of the sins that Sodom and Gomorrah were guilty of and why God destroyed it. Number one, top of the list, pride. The number one reason why God destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah was not homosexuality. It was there, but it's number seven, abomination, it says. But number one, top of the list, was pride. So I preached the message that it's not them, it's us, and it's our pride The Christian's pride, church members' pride that causes these problems, these divisions, the church splits, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So I preached the message, and when the message was all over, one of the key church leaders, older gentleman, one of the key church leaders, an officer in the church, corners me in the lobby of the church and basically says, I was, that was a good message, preacher, but I just want you to know, I am not proud. Um, then why are you telling me that? Just want you to know, I, I'm not proud. You, you weren't talking about me. No, no. no yeah, I, I'm glad you talked about those other people, but uh, you're not talking about me. And I thought, What? You missed the whole thing. Ah. All right. What started me on this little rampage? Headline, Alabama church members protest pastor call for resignation over mismanagement allegations. Here's the story. Members of an Alabama church protested Sunday for their pastor to step down amid accusations of financial mismanagement. Members of Greater St. John Baptist Church in Birmingham, listen to this, here's what I want you to get, took to the front of the church Sunday morning to protest Senior Pastor Nathaniel Brooks. Now get the picture. It's Sunday morning. The neighborhood is watching Greater St. John Baptist Church to see what they're doing. The people across the street, the people next door. Hey, I wonder what the Baptists are doing. And here is a bunch of protesters on Sunday morning marching up and down in front of the church, demanding that the pastor be fired, calling him names, um, calling him a deceiver. They got signs up about their own pastor on Sunday morning in front of the church. (sighs) 
I won't go into the details, but the church is split wide open. The uh, members of the church had a private meeting, took a vote to to fire the pastor. Well, the pastor said that he's got the deacons on his side, and they had a meeting, and they took a vote, and they decided to keep the pastor, and they're fighting back and forth. Okay. Why in the world would you absolutely destroy the testimony of Christ by on Sunday morning marching up and down in front of your own church, calling your own pastor names and holding signs up. What a wonderful testimony to the community. Ah. And yet this kind of thing happens all the time. One of the members of the church told the local TV station, oh, yes, the local TV station was there. They loved this kind of thing. Well, here's what the Christians were doing last Sunday morning. Yeah, here they are. Look at them. One of the members said, we've gotten together as a congregation and collectively as a majority, and we terminated our pastor. And the pastor says, I'm not stepping down. We had a meeting and they voted to keep me. And then the story ends with Arthur Hardy, who attended Greater St. John for over 60 years, said he hopes both sides will have a meeting to get some of these things straightened out. And talk about the master of understatement. Quote, he added that the division is hurting the church. Ah, you think? And sadly... It's very possible that something similar is happening in your church. There's a little rebellion rising up against this leader, that leader. You don't like the music. The service is too long. Service is too short. It's too contemporary. It's too traditional. We don't like what the pastor wears. We, when we... When we stand before Jesus at the judgment seat of Christ, and we all will, every one of us, I believe we're going to hear Jesus say over and over and over again, you split a church because of what? You got into a church fight because of what? You divided the body of Christ because of what? And so many Christians are going to stand with shame that they were a part of such carnal, self-centered, self-righteous activity. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.